Hi guys, welcome back to the Lost Generation podcast. So for today's episode, episode seven, we actually have a little change of plan. Just last night, and we decided that it would be best if we talk about the George Floyd protests happening right now in the United States, as well as pretty much around the world. And joining us once again, back to back episode, is our friend Cho. Cho actually studied political science in college in the U.S. We thought that she could help us bring a lot of perspectives to the matter. What do you think about the situation in general? Yeah, so when I was in Australia, I did follow politics in general, but most of the time, I think I would look into like the Australian one more so, because you know, like at that time, I was living there and. The protests right now, like the George Floyd protests, has a lot of correlation between like the dynamic between the white Australians and also the Aboriginal Australians, which to me I find it really interesting, because they are doing Black Lives Matters in Australia as well, mm-hmm. but also, you know, like a mismatch of Aboriginal movement as well. I see a lot of peaceful protests about the Australia Day. Basically, you know, it's similar to like uh, Columbus Day in the U.S. But um, basically, the Aboriginal Australian they don't want to celebrate a day of invasion in a way. They want to call it an Aboriginal Day. So there is a lot of correlation between Australia, racial tension, and the U.S. So that's why I think I'm really focused on. You know the George Floyd at the moment. I think the first thing that I'm actually interested about the George Floyd protest is that, in a way, it is the breaking point of the hostility between the American people and its government. In a way, you know, since Trump first came into office, um, you don't see that happen in the killings of other African Americans by cops. Back in a few years, but now it's just becoming like a big thing that is happening all around the world. You know, even even in Australia, which I'm going to talk about later. But um, yeah, one of the reasons that 2020 is a milestone for such a movement is because it's the election year. We're mm. seeing potentially new promising candidates. Um, we're seeing potential changes in the system, but also people who see. That nothing will be changed, regardless of who would be in office. Yeah. So it is an accumulation of frustration, anger, hope, yeah. and many other factors as well. I mean, you can say that the United States was built on racism and other problematic issues as well. When it comes to indigenous people, black people, and immigrants in general. Imagine a country that was. Built literally based on that, yeah. um, those issues. Yeah. One day things will explode, and I think 2020 is the perfect timing for that. Perfect quote unquote. Um, also, with the COVID 19 going on, there was a I think there was some sort of distrust, mistrust of the people with the government that it's practically failing, yeah. <clears throat> failing to protect its citizens. Yeah. Um, the death rate of COVID 19 in in the United States is still rising. And um, some really blame the government for its incapacity. Yeah. Some are also having conspiracies towards, you know, the CIA knowing what is going on in, well, in China, yeah. Yeah. but refuses to take action. Others are also looking into are criticizing um, governmental funding that allocates a lot to military instead of health or 
um, just welfare for the people in general. So I think 2020 yeah. is a breaking point for a lot of countries in the world. Well, yeah, I think like the protest starts out for numerous reasons, not just because of the Black Lives Matters. Yeah, yeah I can I can say that, but um, it doesn't take away the fact that it was Black people mm. who are the center of this movement. They we have to give the credits to them, not mm. just the American people in general. And the black issues in America yeah. are still a few of the most fundamental and burning issues of, of the country right now. What fascinates me is that during that event, you know, you can totally see an Asian cop standing beside you know the white cop as well. And you have to remember that the police force also consists of not a majority, but like a, a percentage of black cops as well. So that's why I think to me, this is not just about like the black light matters, but also about, you know, like how the American people, like Cho has said before, it just kind of had enough of the American government and particularly the Trump administration. Because I think I was one of the, the few ones who actually said, maybe give Trump a chance. He's like a Trump card, basically a wild card during that election. I'm not particularly fond of Hillary Clinton. Well, sure, she's a politician. She can maybe in an alternative like history, um, maybe she can do well, but well, this is our current present time. So during that time, I say maybe just give him a chance. Um, what he said about immigration, um, I don't particularly going to say I agree to all of his like tactics or even ideas, but um, it's kind of fair to say that immigration should be tightened in a way. Um, I mean, you can disagree with me totally, um, but this is just uh, what I'm trying to say. So I think the basic problem here is that you have a white um, supremacist institution. It doesn't matter if the participants are black or Asian, Hispanic. If you have a white dominant institution like that, that institution is going to be violent towards black people. That is the main problem. Um, there's also another issue I want to touch up on is the model minority myth. Among minorities, Asians do better in terms of socioeconomic levels, educational levels, etc. Yeah. And there's also the sense of supremacy within the Asian community in a lot of yeah. white dominant countries that they are yeah. the better minority yeah. race. Like the token minority in the Yeah, they're yeah. kind of the token minority that prove the United States is the land of opportunity, is, mm. is the land of the free or whatever. Yeah. And that uh, cop, that Asian cop, I think is one of the representation of the fact that uh, minorities can hurt each other as well, and yeah. especially black folks. Um, yeah. Basically, it's not just white versus black people at this point, it's every race yeah. versus black people. Yeah, if you give them like a sense of superiority in a way. Yeah, in you know? a white dominant institution, like I said before. So yeah. it doesn't matter, you can still hurt um, black people. It's just like what happened to our country. You see Vietnamese people hurting each other once they have the power granted by the French yeah colonial government or the mm. American government, we hurt each other as well. So sometimes when it comes to ethnicity and race, it, yeah. what matters more is the overall system. It's not just the participants in it. Yeah. I actually found out about this after watching the Netflix series called 100 Humans. Um, basically, they gather 100 Americans 
and they do a bunch of experiments together. And there was this experience where they need to hold a gun and when someone with a gun jump out of the tree or something, they need to shoot that person. But if that person is holding a phone, then they're innocent. They cannot shoot that person. In the final round, there was a white guy and a black guy holding a phone, jumping out of a tree. And almost everyone pointed their gun at the black guy and shoot. So, um, yeah, that shows that they're subconsciously racist. And what's even worse is that the black guy was actually the director of that show. Like, they know that guy. That moment, they right. just shoot him. Wow. Yeah. There was Asian and Hispanics right. and also yeah. African-American as well. Yes, right. that ties back to the point that we discussed previously that it's about other ethnicities versus black people. It's not just about white versus black anymore. Yeah. 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 It's also about like the inner stereotypes that they have, you know, maybe from the media or even from the situation that you see in America. So do you think like one of the main proponents is that maybe giving someone too much superiority makes them be racist towards even their own races, right? Which is to me, I think is interesting. Yeah, yeah when it comes to police brutality, um, the American government, it's not it's not giving enough regulations when it comes to what yeah. police can do. You don't um, see cops carrying, you know, weapons in Vietnam, do you? Like you yeah. barely see cops yeah. or securities with just loaded gun ready to yeah. point at you. I think like a part of that is also because like the police union is quite powerful in America, right? Like they can protect pretty much anything and any actions that a police officer would do to you. Like, correct me, I'm wrong, but yeah. Um, there's also a lack of training. Um, the American cops don't require as much training education as many other countries in the world. Mm. They, don't, they don't require rigorous training to deal with very stressful situation. And when, when it comes to race, the racial power, like you said, you give these cops who are predominantly white with, you know, probably some sort of racist thoughts in them very subtle mm. but they were brought into that world they were given open firearm and yeah in stressful situations without proper training mm. they are given the power to just basically shoot anyone that they yeah. consider a dangerous target right yeah i think one aspect that we got to talk about is also the gun violence culture in america you know like if you are a police officer and i'm not standing by the police officer in this case but i'm just saying when you go into a lower income neighborhood where and i'm sorry to say but predominantly you know african-americans areas and the fact that you know you can literally buy a gun pretty much everywhere without a, without license um i think kind of gives police officer like a hall pass in a way for them to use firearms so it's a complex matter to me and i don't know about you but i mean uh the cops need guns to defend themselves well yeah but i think what is enraging people right now is that these black folks are being killed or mm. doing nothing to threaten yeah. the cops they're just they're kids they're pregnant women older women yeah they're you know or young men walking around 
and just any very casual situations that do not pose any threats to the cops at all. Mm. That shows the lack of training. Yeah. That shows a systematic flaw yeah. that basically allows them to firearm on anybody yeah. without proper reasons. Yeah. So that's what enrages people. Not right. based, not the fact that the cops are allowed to carry guns or that they shoot someone. And it actually kind of relates to like, the racial tensions in Australia. They have a certain stereotypes marked on them. And there is actually like not redlining like America in a way, but there is like a zone for Aboriginal Australian. And people just assume that it's dangerous in a way. Um, yeah, that zone is Redfern in Sydney. Um, I don't know about Melbourne, but yeah. I yeah. think the thing about those neighborhoods is that it's just a vicious cycle. Like you're in a mm. lower income neighborhood, so you cannot get a good education. Therefore, you cannot get a good job, higher paying jobs. So you have to do like bad things in order to just survive. Yeah, and instead of trying to change that, we blame them for those crimes and we yeah. a lot of people even say that they rotten our society. You know, I don't want to say that these people are victims, but in a sense they are, right? The system fails these folks yeah. while they're supposed to support them. Yeah. But what do you think about like the Rodney King situation in 1996? I think like there was also like the racial tension between Asian and African-Americans as well. Because I think it also stems from the fact that I think an Asian owner actually shoot down an African-American kid because he just assumed that he was robbing the place. Yeah, I think anti-blackness mm. within the Asian community is not talked about enough. Yeah, even uh, here though. I yeah, think, like, like in when a- I hear Asia. About, yeah, when I hear about my parents say about the protests, I'm just like, I'm gonna get out of here. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's again a lot of factors. We are we learn a lot from the white Americanized media, don't we? The yeah. what we know about the United States is mm. this, you know, white suburban image, right? Yeah. Or maybe big city, New York, whatever. Yeah. Even here though. You yeah. Know, like when you when you consider like a foreigner in terms of the Vietnamese, you think about like a oh, white dude. white dude mm. with blue eyes, you know, and yeah. he must like speak perfect English or something. But like yeah. we don't say that to, you know, an African American or even an Aboriginal Australians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the domination of the media mm. that was very specifically created for the white folks is one lack of education on race in general in mm. countries like ours were pretty homogeneous. Homogeneous is when, you know, um, you don't have a lot of different races or ethnicities mm. within your country. You can name some like China, Japan, Korea, Vietnam we don't learn about race mm. or if we do i think we are offered a very bubbly experience like yeah. oh we're such a diverse country mm. and we have different very general like yeah very, very bubbly energetic mm. and very positive terms when yeah. it comes to ethnicities we don't learn about racial yeah. tension so why do you think like for the asian community in america for example why do they so believe that they are more successful than the african-american community though I think, again, back to the vicious cycle, mm. um, the Asian community were given more educational chances, yeah. according to my experience. Mm. Um, the culture of prioritizing education since early childhood is also mm. another factor. But right. this this is a very dangerous thing to say because you cannot assume that other cultures don't care about education, mm. right? I just think that 
some there are some theories around this i mean you can take it with a grain of salt i believe that the asian americans were given more opportunities to rise they were like the the token like you said the token right. minority besides seeking justice for the victims of police brutality the movement itself also wants to defund the police yeah so basically they think that funding for the police right now basically is really huge um and yp has a millions or billions of dollars even in their budget yeah if you're not aware um it's like a paramilitary police force they have tanks they have yeah. weapons like very modern weapons beyond our imagination of what cops yeah. Uh, can be having yeah um and what people are proposing is that you defund the police and you allocate that to the community maybe some sort of community managers social workers basically systems that can support the people instead of terrorizing and policing the people that's one mm. of the, the idea what do you guys think about this oh i think it's actually a good measure to kind of de-escalate the situation right now but do you actually think it's going to happen i guess Again, I think like it's too soon to tell, you know, about the movement. But um, it's getting the voices all around the world. I know that. But in terms of like legislation and bills, maybe it's just too soon to tell. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. will take a long time, but it yeah. sparks the conversation already. Mm. And uh, I mean, so far we've seen one state in the United States, Minneapolis. They actually announced the intent to defund the police. I mean, wow, the okay. specificity of this. We yeah. are not yet to know, but that is, I think, a very big achievement from the movement that we're seeing. Yeah, and from the state that George Floyd was killed. So, okay, that's good. Yeah, it's symbolic as well, but yeah. I think we're hoping for more than just some sort of symbols or yeah. token actions. Yeah, because right now I think, like, besides of the United States, but for Vietnam um, mm -hmm. specifically, I think, like, when we talk about, like, this protest, a lot of people kind of just joins into like the lootings and also like mm -hmm. the negative aspects of the riots and to me it's not the way to kind of look at it you know you have to look at it in a big picture in a way and what do you guys think about that shit i don't think that they really look into the matter yeah they just like follow a certain trend that they think they're showing the empathy and showing that they actually care about what's going on in the yeah. world and also like the racial stereotype as yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. like... Yeah, a lot of people looting were white, by the way. Well, yeah, fucking <laughs> Jake Paul, right? Like, yeah, that fucking guy. Like you said, looting is a very small part of the movement. The movement was actually very uh, well thought out. The organizers are not a bunch of riots. They have grounded theories. Yeah. I see a lot of theories lying around, educational resources. Yeah. Um, it's a very thorough movement it is not just marching the street and looting yeah. stores and it's an organization as well so it's not just like random people and go out and screams you know mm -hmm. um and yeah i think like a part of having riots is that sure looting is a oh dare i say a collateral damage in a way you know it happened in the french revolution as well pretty much any revolution out there i think people focus on looting because the entrenched idea of private property inside our mind that it has to be respected it has to well, yeah. it's like a very sacred thing we get upset when something gets robbed when people don't pay for things when we take things away for free so it, it shows a very fundamental issues of our society right now what is our priority 
yeah. private property being robbed or yeah. people being killed. Like, what yeah. upsets you more? It says mm. so much about your morality. Mm. So maybe that's something we should really think of. And I have seen like videos about you know like black owners you know calling out about you know the black life movements in general about like how looting is not the way to do it because I think like in that video it is the African American community looting. These African American owners from having an income, so I think it's legit to care about the property, but also you have to think about the racial tensions as well. But it's kind of sad though, like seeing those videos and people just begging not to be robbed. To me, I mean, I don't know, yeah. So it brings me like a mixed feelings in a way about this whole situation, even though I get like the initial mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, I mean. It, it, it like like I said before, it's priority. It's not mm. maybe it's not about what is the best solution, mm. but sometimes you have to choose that something is not worse. Yeah. I guess the lesser of two evils here. But not to say that they're evils or well, yeah. not, but yeah, I don't feel comfortable talking about robbing as much, um, especially when you rob small businesses. I don't feel bad about corporates or whatsoever. Well, yeah, just um, like random convenience stores. Man. Yeah, like, no, they that, just, that, that yeah. makes me uncomfortable as well, and I wish. Yeah. I really, really wish that did not happen. Yeah, and it's not like we are brushing it off. I'm just, yeah, like you said, you know, like the priority should be set straight in a way. But yeah, I feel really bad for like small owners. And again, you know, when riots happen, pretty much anything will go down. And unfortunately, looting is one of them. I heard a lot of criticisms uh, toward the movement being violent. Mm. Um, you know, the idea of peaceful protests appeal yeah. more to the mass because we yeah. don't have to involve any sort of killing or um, vandalism uh, or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Why, why didn't the Black Lives Matter movement just choose to be peaceful? I think, again, like the George Floyd killing is like the combination, like you said before, of like various and various of complex matters happened in the United States. You know, it became like a breaking point and people have to kind of raise their voice in order to spread the message. Although violent, but I think it's necessary at this moment because right now, you know, people are just kind of tired of the administration. They just want some voice that can speak out and yeah. Because I, I think like a lot of people compare it to the Hong Kong protests. Well, I mean like it's the two it's different beasts, you know. Yeah, it's not the same. You know, one is more about like fighting for the sovereignty and one is about, you know, raising a voice. And to raise a voice, you have to do every measure. I would kind of correct the statement a little bit. I'd say mm. both are trying to raise their voice, but one is about racial justice within mm. the country. And the other one is more about autonomy of Hong Kong, which is very complex. Mm. And we should not compare protests like that, not knowing where they stem from, because these two stem from completely different, different grounds. Yeah. yeah. For the Hong Kong one, I think like they have to protect their property in a way because they want to show to the Chinese is that this is our territory, you know, this is our property in a way. I mean, we are comparing two very different causes here. The mm. Hong Kong people are trying to protect the status quo of being autonomous versus the African Americans trying to uproot the status quo. Mm. These are completely opposite cause yeah. in my opinion well, yeah. so yeah again you cannot compare violent protests lump them together and just pretend like they are the same there's so many different aspects of protesting in general we need to really look into the roots of them yeah i mean hong kong wants to protect the status quo but also kind of a little bit uprooted a little bit they not just want autonomy but also sovereignty as well 
And in order to do that, they have to kind of protect their property, you know, to showcase to the world that, you know, this is their land in a way. So again, I really agree with you that, you know, like riots happen for different matters and for different reasons and how it turns out what will be different as well. So don't, you know, don't compare, you know, maybe study it, learn about it and see why does it happen and why does it happen that way. In a way, I think like every movement starts off with a really pure cause. It's just what people take from it is the matter in a way, you know. Some people take it really like well it's hard, you know, like they do it really in the right way. But some people, they're just going to take advantage of it. And it sucks, but it's a part of the human nature, I guess. You know, people take advantage of things. Um, people prioritize on the wrong thing as well. But yeah.